All right, here we go. Wednesday, this is Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in today. Hope you're having a great day. This is Red Zone Radio. Draft tomorrow night, NBA playoffs in full swing. Uh, my final edited, final polished mock draft is coming out today on this episode on the podcast. Talk a little bit of NBA playoffs. Got a big, awesome show for you guys today. Hope you enjoy it. Um, just around before we get started, you can listen to Red Zone Radio on the radio app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. All right. So the NFL draft is tomorrow. Cannot wait. You know, this draft's getting a lot of heat. People are going to this draft class a hard time. And, uh, and I disagree. I love the draft no matter what, but I do disagree. And this is what I'll say. I think two things are factoring in this year's draft. The fact that the past two years, when the draft was on, remember last year the NBA still had effects from the bubble season. So their season, the playoffs, uh, if I'm not mistaken, weren't even started yet. And if they were, it was just like game one. I don't think they were even started last year at this time in the NBA. Um, so it was big last year, and there was no combine last year. So you kind of went a little while there without elite. Uh, intensity in sports because um, if you remember the draft was kind of the first thing uh, that was like really truly re completely open for sports last year at, in Cleveland um, and so it's kind of a big deal and the year before that it was a big deal and it was at home because even though we hadn't even gone that long without sports basketball was canceled baseball was canceled po- by societies we didn't know when basketball was coming back we didn't know when baseball was coming back and so it was like you know, it uh, it's like the draft was like our only thing for sport for sports fans to cling to. So this year, it's that's just not the case. Uh, plus, you have a USFL going on, stuff like that. Not to mention the fact that we've been kind of spoiled the past two draft years. Um, you know, the two years ago, you get Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert in the same draft. Uh, Chase Young in the same draft. This last year, you had Trevor Lawrence, um, Jamar Chase in the same draft. So, and this year, not saying I, I think there are plenty of good players, but a lot of the scouts are kind of down this year draft class. Um, but yeah, we'll get we will break down fully NFL draft preview, uh, NFL draft preview, um. NFL mock draft, all of that. So let's get started. I'm going to start off with the mock draft. Um, before I go into anything else about the draft or the playoffs, because uh, the draft is my favorite thing that's uh, going on right now, and I'm sure it's many of you guys' favorite thing. So let's get started. Number one overall pick. By the way, I'm not going to have trades. Not saying they're not going to happen. Baker Mayfield is certainly a player. That could get traded. Not saying that, but I'm not gonna have trades in mind because, uh, you know, I, it's too hard to predict, and I don't want to get into all of that. Um, if Baker Mayfield's gonna be traded for a pick, probably a bunch of players will be traded for a pick. Um, but with all that being said, let's get started. Number one overall, Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them selecting maybe it's the obvious choice, Aiden Hutchinson. Look, I broken it down before. I think he's kind of the favorite to go number one overall. 
I think when you look at the Jaguars, they're finally kind of getting on track. It seems like Trevor Lawrence is going to come back uh, more developed. Travis Dent coming back. They put a lot into the offense, a lot into the weapons this year. You could get a tackle, but your offensive line wasn't really the issue last year. In my opinion, what you do is you go out and you get um, a, a corner, another cornerstone piece. We know that teams who are successful, offensive line is super important, but teams that are successful in this league, when you look at the Super Bowls that have been going on, the past two Super Bowls, let me give you a list of the four quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes, no, you know, it's not even four quarterbacks. Uh, no, you know, I guess, sorry, I was just thinking of the AFC Championship. Let me give you a list of the last four quarterbacks in the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Matthew Stafford. You don't make it to the Super Bowl without, a, without being elite at the cornerstone positions quarterback is obviously a cornerstone position weapons are obviously important but another cornerstone position is of course the edge listen a good edge can make up for it's not gonna make up but a good edge i've said this before is the ultimate band-aid to a poor pass defense a poor secondary instead of having to select three elite corners if you get a great edge rusher not saying that you don't want to invest in in the future but that will solve your issues momentarily or at least help you all right, Detroit Lions. Look, they got an interesting choice here with the number two overall pick. Uh, the, I I don't think they're going to get a quarterback with number two overall pick. Um, uh, Sauce Gardner is super good, obviously. I think you're like, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers signed the extension. He's in a division. Let's go out and let's get the next best edge. Some people are saying it's the better one. Kayvon Thibodeau, uh, edge from Oregon. I think he's super athletic. If he goes to Ray, it's going to be great. Houston Texans need a quarterback, have lots of needs, have the 3 and 13th overall pick. Uh, I tell you what I would do if I was them. Now, the tackle, obviously, you can make a case for Charles Cross. You can make a case for a bunch of tackles. I think what I'd do if I was the Texans is I'd get Evan Neal. And you say, well, why? Because you're gonna if you're gonna roll the dice uh, with David with David uh, Mills, it's fine if you do that. But if you're going to do that, you need to protect him. Um, and I think getting a tackle. Like I said, ultimate. Like I said, the edge is the ultimate bandaid to a bad defense. Uh, secondary, the the ultimate bandaid to instead of having to get four elite receivers, the ultimate bandaid is giving your quarterback more time to throw. Uh, Jets number four overall pick. Look, they had the fourth overall pick, and I know this is high, but if I'm the Jets. I think you could look into getting two receivers with your two first round picks. You got the tenth overall pick, or what you could do is say, you know what. Let's protect Zach Wilson. We'll get Charles Cross. I mean, heck, if you get Charles Cross, you, your offensive line, um, I know you just invested last year, but your offensive line all of a sudden is, is not looking, it's looking pretty good. I think you could get a receiver weapon with the 10th overall pick because they're going to be available. All right, New York Giants, they have offensive line concerns. This is going to be Daniel Jones' final year unless he does something. And so uh, Sa- Saquon Barkley's going to come back. The Giants are getting tired of seeing their team struggle so much when they invested so much in Daniel Jones and to Saquon Barkley. And I think what they're going to do is, okay, we're going to protect you guys more, but you guys got to show us something. And the way to do that is by getting a tackle. I think Akeem Aquano, North Carolina State tackle, that's who you go with, or the best tackle available at that time. Carolina Panthers, number sixth overall pick. 
I think there's a possibility they trade this for Baker Mayfield if they want to get a quarterback. If not, I think you go ahead and you get... Now, look, I like Sauce Gardner. People, the reports are people like Derek Stingley in the NFL. I wouldn't be surprised if they get Derek Stingley stir up the defensive uh, secondary. All right, New York Giants are selecting again. Man. I think what they do is you go out and you get Trayvon Walker. Depending on what Georgia edge you like, depending on what edge you like, he's my next best edge. But it's whatever, obviously, their discretion. So, uh, Trayvon Walker, I think you get an edge. Uh, You know, you're in the heck, you're in it, especially if the Jets get. uh, Sorry, the Jets are in the division. But especially because you're in a a division now with Dak Prescott, uh, Carson Wentz, the division got a lot better. This is the same bad uh, NFC West or NFC East. So. You get an edge and put some pressure on them. All right, Atlanta Falcons. They need a weapon badly. Um, I, I, it appears as if they're going with Marcus Mariota. Man, this is hard. Uh, see, I, if you go, I, I've... I've I've gone back and forth on this because if you're the Falcons and you go with the receiver... That's great for this year for some success, but it's really but it, it it depends on what they're looking for. Are you looking for a fix for this year just so you can win seven to eight games at the most, or are you looking for something that's like all right, you know, we're not going to see it translate directly on the field this year, but in a year from now, if there's there's going to be great quarterbacks coming out of the draft, there's going to be more quarterbacks available next off season. And everyone in the AFC pretty much has a quarterback now. So, in a year from now, we get ourselves a higher draft pick. We have Kyle Pitts to develop more this year. Whatever, if we get an edge or somebody this year, we can develop him. I think what you do if you're the Falcons, this is a long-term decision. I think you get Sauce Gardner, get a lockdown corner. Um, and you move on from there. Our Seahawks need a quarterback. They do have the ninth overall pick. Would they trade it? Personally, look. If you have the ninth overall pick in the draft, and uh, if you have the ninth overall pick in the draft, and you're like, who do I go with? You, you, you could have one of the quarterbacks. In this, now, this is if they, they if they decide to go with the quarterback. But if you're going to choose between a quarterback in this year's draft and a quarterback, you know, between Baker Mayfield, I choose Baker Mayfield. But if they want to roll the dice, I think you get Malik Willis. Now, my guy's Matt Corral, but I think Malik Malik, Malik Willis, uh, his ceiling. If they feel confident they can get him, to, to, if they feel confident they can get him there, is uh, he's got a high ceiling, and you can't deny that at all. So, if you think you can get him there, his ceiling is the closest thing to Russell Wilson. So. I feel confident that you get McGlue. Now, the feeling is, based off some reports, they're going to move back in the draft. Wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but like I said, I'm not doing trades because it just gets way too uh, messy. So, I think they go Malik. I think they go Malik Willis. I think they draft the ninth overall pick, but I won't be surprised if they trade back. Or if we see a draft day trade for Baker Mayfield, we'll have to see. Um, We'll have to see what happens there. All right, New York Jets. I had them 
truly I it's not the fun thing to do. I know that especially when they have a high pick in the draft. But if they go with Charles Cross or whoever top tackle prospect is available there, then you can look at the Jets and you can say, you know what? The rest of your team isn't great. But they've got a quarterback who, if he develops more, it's going to be... I mean, look, we know now in the AFC to compete, you need a quarterback that has great arm strength, that can run around, um... They can make all the throws off-platform, downfield, whatever you need. And Zach Wilson has all that, but like I said, ceiling's great, but if you can't get him to reach the ceiling, then it means nothing. And the best way, in my opinion, to get a quarterback to reach their ceiling is not to draft him a bunch of weapons, but before you do that, protect him. And if they invest in Charles Cross with that fourth overall pick, or whoever's Evan Neal, whoever it is, it's like, you know what? Their line's pretty darn good. It's top 10 in the league, arguably. Then what you do is you go 10th overall pick. Now, I don't know how the receivers are going to match up, but you have your choice at whoever. Now, personally, if I was them, here's the thing. I think Garrett Wilson is the better receiver. With that being said, Drake London is more uh, helpful to young quarterback. The catch radius, uh, I feel like it's more helpful to young quarterback. I think they go Garrett Wilson, though. He's got speed. He can make all the plays. And by the way, we don't know what's going to happen with the Jets. They're willing to trade 10th over pick for Debo Samuel. Um, but look, and I don't think Garrett Wilson is as good as Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel is amazing. But if I were the Jets, I'd think about this for a second. You know, Debo Samuel is great, but he's getting older, and he's been used like a like, like unbelievably. And you could use him in your system like that for a while. But Garrett Wilson is going to give you more years from this point forward. He's only he's going to be a rookie. Debo Samuel is going to be older. He's been getting used like a running back. So... It uh, depends on what you want to do there. All right, Washington Commanders. They got Carson Wentz. They have Terry. Obviously, stuff's going on with Terry McLaurin. I wouldn't be surprised if they take a receiver. With that being said, I think... I think you... We know that Carson Wentz uh, struggles sometimes when he doesn't get the protection that he needs or he feels he gets to run around. I think you get the center, Tyler, Tyler Linderbaum... Uh, from Iowa, you protect Carson Wentz. Don't let him get hurt again. We know he's injury prone. Uh, Minnesota Vikings, look, you got a new system. You're in a division with Aaron Rodgers. You got Justin Jefferson. I think you have the weapons under control. I think if you're the Vikings, you possibly go Kyle Hamilton here. Um, get some assurance in the back end. Houston Texans, once again, they're going to be picking. Look, uh, they can go with whoever they want. Uh, you know, they have a lot of needs. Uh, one draft pick isn't going to change it. Typically, when you're when I see a team in a position like the Texans, they have a couple draft picks. I always and they have a bunch of needs everywhere. What I always think of is, you know what? Get the tackle or the edge if you have your if you feel confident in your quarterback with a high draft pick. Then you can get a weapon or someone else later get a draft prospect that you love because at that point it doesn't matter who you're going to get. You got a lot of issues. It's going to be you know, you're still deep. this one draft, two draft picks is not enough to put your franchise back where it needs to be especially in the conference center. Now, many people would argue wouldn't you want a quarterback here? I would have I would not be surprised if they select a Matt Corral if they select a Kenny Pickett. But if they feel confident the receiver uh, I love Chris Olave. I think they go Drake London. Not that I necessarily think he's better than the other two receivers, but I think he fits the Texas needs more. You're going for a receiver. They almost need someone like a Debo Samuel. 
and not saying that, not that Drake London is Debo Samuel yet, but he, the catch, he, he's not going to give you a whole lot. He's not a, he's not a track, uh, speed guy, but you don't necessarily need that when you have the catch radius he has. It will help out your own quarterback. It will help out the team, get you a bunch of volume. Because uh, in my opinion, look, speed guys like Jameson Williams, who I love, he's my he's one of my favorite prospects in this year's draft. But here's the thing. When you're one of those guys, here's where the issue becomes, uh, here's where the issue comes in. He's for a team that only needs one more piece. Um, the Texans are not the team. Now, we get to the Ravens, uh, 14th overall pick. I think they go... Man, this is tough. I think the Ravens go receiver here because they just lost Sammy Watkins. So you could go James Williams. But in my opinion, I think Lamar Jackson, listen, the Ravens offense is outside of the Dolphins is one of the fastest in the NFL. I mean, you've got Marquise Brown. You had Sammy Watkins. But you got Marquise Brown, J.K. Dobbins, Lamar Jackson. You've got speed everywhere. Take some heat off Mark Andrews. Chris Olave can fly. I'm, he's not as fast as James Williams, in my opinion, but he can fly. Take some pressure off Jameson or Mark Andrews. Get a receiver that can do it all. Smooth in the route running. Look, you're in a division now. Sean Watson came in division. Mr. Trubisky came in division. It's only going to get tougher. Get somebody that can help you out. All right, the Eagles. They, oh man, I can't. I don't think you can go receiver here. I you need. I think you go Devin Lloyd, uh, linebacker from Utah. I think you need help on that defensive side of the ball desperately. All right, Saints. The feeling is they're going to move around more. I don't know what's going to happen. Look, quarterbacks are available. It depends if they really want Malik Willis. They may have drafted up to get him, and we don't even know if the uh, Seahawks are going to select Malik Willis like I had them doing. This is in my personal preference. I think you go Matt Corral. He can move around. He can run. Uh, I think you go Matt Corral. All right, Los Angeles Chargers. So the Chargers have to be aware right now what they want to do. They they don't want to protect because uh, we know Rashawn Slater was an absolute home run last year. Do they want to protect uh, Justin Herbert or get him another weapon? Because let me tell you something. You the Tyree Kill left the division, and James Williams is more Deshaun Jackson, in my opinion. But now the weapons, the Chiefs' weapon, Tyree Kill was the thing that set the Chiefs apart. Not only in, let, let's stay in that division for right now. When Russell Wilson comes to the division, and Patrick Mahomes is the elite, and you look at Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler on their team, and you look at uh, Devontae Adams with the Raiders, and you look at. Uh, Tyreek Hill with the Chiefs. Tyreek Hill is the one thing that set him apart, but he's gone now. So now you can make the weapons case a lot easier. And uh, you need weapons to win that division. You need weapons to win that conference. So I think you go a speed guy with the arm. You have uh, Mike Williams, who's your catch radius guy. I think you go Jameson Williams here. And Jameson Williams the Chargers is a really interesting fit. Speed guy, arm strength in that division. You need deep threats That'd be a really. I I hope that happens. All right, Philadelphia Eagles once again. I think this time you go Devontae Wyatt. Really focus on the defense side of the ball because that's part of what really held you back last year. Uh, Jalen Hurts seems to be fine. 
He is not the issue on that team. All right, Saints. They can go. Uh, I think they want a tackle, but I think they go receiver. And I think they get Trayvon, Traylon Burks. Whoever, let me, I, at this point in the draft, I think you're going to have Traylon Burks, and I think you're going to have uh, James Williams still available. By the way, the Chiefs and the Packers look out for them to trade up and get one. But you're going to have those two players available, in my opinion. I think whoever the Chargers don't take, they're taking. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they go, hmm, man. I think they upgrade that offensive line. It's older. Protect Mitchell Trubisky. They could use a weapon. But I, I think you go, uh, hmm, man, you really want to protect Mitchell Trubisky, but Jordan Davis is sitting right there. If you get Jordan Davis, I mean, that's the best D-line in football almost. I think you I, I think you protect Mitchell Trubisky. I think you get tackle Central Michigan, uh, Bernard, Raymond. Uh, I, I think that's your best bet right there. All right, Patriots, lots of needs. I wouldn't be surprised if they trade up, but assuming they don't, they still need a receiver more than anything else. Um, I'm going to tell you what. I think Jahan Dotson, John Metchie's great. Uh, a lot of these guys left are great. Jahan Dotson is kind of, especially at this point in the draft, if you if they don't trade up, you're looking for volume. You're looking for a guy that can do everything. They need that so desperately. I think you get Jahan Dotson, speed, athleticism everywhere. Packers won't be surprised if they trade up, but assuming they don't, uh, they got Sammy Watkins. They need another weapon. I like George Pickens, man. I I, I am a I am a believer in George Pickens. I saw him play. Uh, at Alabama, I think you're going to have a lot of receivers going in this round. I know. All right, uh, Arizona Cardinals. Look, we still don't know what's happened with Kyler Murray. He wanted a deal by draft day. It still hasn't happened. Draft day's tomorrow. So, by the way, tomorrow when I come on here, this could be. I might have to do another one. I mean, this could be a. This, this could be chaos tomorrow. This could be fun. Um, man, I think you go edge. I think you go George Karloff, this, uh edge from Purdue. I think you just. Help J.J. Watt out, help your defense out, because we don't know what's happening there. Dallas Cowboys, I think you go, there's still a high-level prospect remaining um, in corner, but at the same time, you do need help on the offensive side of the ball. Ah, uh, man. Ah. Uh-uh. I think you will try McDuffie, best available if he's still there at the 24th over pick. All right, Buffalo Bills. Look, you got an edge last year. You got Von Miller. You can either sure that up or go out for somebody else, but I think you you really, that's been their weakness. We know that. Their secondary is great. Their offensive line is great. Josh Allen's great. Their weapons are great. Their weakness has been their defensive line. They go Von Miller. I think you get Jordan Davis. Hope improve the interior of that line. Help Von Miller out. Uh Tennessee Titans, they need. Uh, I think they go. They need an edge badly, in my opinion, but there just aren't many great edges remaining. They could use a weapon, especially with the whole thing that's going on with, uh, you know, with uh, AJ Brown. All right, I'm gonna go for an unpopular opinion. Uh, an unpopular draft pick here just because he had the injury. But I've seen him play. He was phenomenal uh, at Michigan. David Ajabo, I, I think this is a long-term pick in the future. But I think he could potentially come back and be great. 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady's back, so there's a quarterback issue. You could potentially get a quarterback, but I don't think you need to worry about that next year. I think you go Sky Moore here. Uh, receiver, Western Michigan. Tom Brady can make Tom Brady can take any receiver and make him work. Sky Moore is, is no different. I think Sky Moore is great. He's going to be developed a little bit more. All right, Green Bay Packers, again, are picking here. By the way, I won't be surprised if they trade one pick for a higher pick or or these two picks for our picks so they can get a Chris Olave or Jameson Williams because they need that desperately. Uh, man. I won't be surprised if they go Andrew Booth here. I know it's not going to make Aaron Rodgers happy or any Green Bay fans happy, but he's the best available. Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, I won't be surprised if they trade up to get a receiver. N'Kobe Dean, um, they need a receiver. I don't think there's one available right here that you would pick this high. I think N'Kobe Dean's the best prospect available left. Can't say she's picking with the 30th overall pick as well. Man, you, you want some help on the defensive side of the ball. Your offensive line is fine. Alright, I think... I think you go Tyler Smith, tackle from Tulsa. Try developing through the years in case you lose anybody next year. Ranchy, 31st over pick Cincinnati Bengals. Could use some help on the offensive side of the ball, particularly the offensive line. They did improve that greatly. And uh, you are in a division with Sean Watson. And so if you feel like uh, Jermaine Johnson, second. Florida State edge, by the way, very underrated. If you feel like he's there and you want to pick him up, I don't be surprised if that's who they end up going with. Then lastly, Detroit Lions picking with the 32nd overall pick. You got Kayvon Thibodeau earlier in the draft. I think this time you go Zion. Uh, I think this time you go Trevor Penning. I would be surprised if he makes it out of the first round. I haven't selected late in mock drafts. It's kind of the way that things ended up. But Trevor Penning, if he's still available, you protect Jared Goff. You got Kayvon Thibodeau. I think their first round was a good, not popular is it going to be too popular? But I think it was good. Um, and uh, it will work out for them in the long run. All right, guys. So there you have it. That is my final first round mock draft. Unless I decide to do one tomorrow, which I don't see happening. I might, just in case some big story happens with Kyle Murray or anybody. Because tomorrow is going to be a good day. I Stay tuned for tomorrow, guys. That's going to be, uh, it's going to be a drama-filled day for sure. Alright, so just to go over it one more time, this will be posted on my Instagram at Red Radio. Number one to the Jaguars, Ian Hutchinson. Number two to the Lions, Kayvon Thibodeau. Number three, Evan Neal to the Texans. Charles Cross to the Jets. Akeem Aquino to the Giants. Derek Stingley to the Panthers. Trayvon Walker to the Giants. Sauce Gardner to the Falcons. Malik Willis to the Seahawks. Obviously, trades could potentially happen. Garrett Wilson to the Jets. Tyler Linderbaum to the Commanders, Kyle Hamilton to the Vikings, Drake London to the Texans, Chris Olave to the uh, Ravens, Devin Lloyd to the Eagles, Matt Corral to the Saints, James Williams to the Chargers, Devontae Wyatt to the Eagles, Trayvon, Traylon Burks to the Saints, Braham Raymond to the Steelers, Jahan Dotson to the Patriots, George Pickens to the Packers, George Karloftis to the Cardinals, Trent McDuffie to the Cowboys, Jordan Davis to the Bills, David Ajabo to the Titans, Sky Moore to the Bucks, Andrew Booth to the Packers, Nicobe Dean to the Chiefs, Tyler Smith to the Chiefs, Jermaine Johnson to the Bengals, Trevor Penning 
to the Lions. There you have my final first round mock draft. All right. That is going to be good tomorrow. Keep keep an eye on keeping notifications on all day tomorrow. Uh, there's going to be a lot of drama coming out. Because, look, Kylo Murray, we still know what's going on with Kylo Murray. He wanted to season by draft day. We still don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. The Browns might work their way into the first round because a lot of people are saying uh, they'd rather have Baker over any of these first-round quarterbacks. So if that's the case, and you're a team like the Saints, and you're a team like the Steelers, do you take a chance on Baker? Or sorry, not Steelers. If you're a team like the Saints, you're a team like the Seahawks, do you trade to the Browns for the first-round pick? Because we know they want a first-round pick for Baker. I know you don't want to give it up for but if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to do. Alright, let's talk a little bit NBA. I was wrong. I'll come out and say right now, I was wrong. Uh, the Hawks did not give the Heat trouble. Uh, Trey Young struggled, obviously. Uh, he's going to be a great player. I talked about it on Friday. He'll be great. They got to get him some other pieces as well. Um, but there is... Uh, the Heat are going to be fine. The Bucks are going to be fine. It's going to be a great next series. Celtics sweep the Nets. Uh, okay, this is a big story, in my opinion. So, I think tonight, you're going to see, not tonight, but you're going to see a team in the Raptors that has a chance. I don't I don't see the Nuggets coming back all the way. But the Raptors have a chance to force a Game 7 after being down 3-0, and they have a chance to make history. And I'm going to tell you why. This isn't just some hype thing that I'm doing, because I don't think Nuggets are going to do it. But And this is what I said, now, now the Hawks weren't even down 3-0. But I'm a firm believer that when a team goes down 3-0, there is one game that clearly and definely tells you whether or not they're going to truly get back into the series, and it's going to be a competitive series. It's not the game. It's not game four after they go down 3-0. They're home. Um, it's a pride thing. They don't want to get swept. The other team gets comfortable. Okay, the game that's hard is game five. Because even if you win it, you still got an uphill battle to climb. Even you're you're away, it's hard to get your emotions up like you did for the last game because you just didn't want to get swept. The other team is now a little more is not as lackadaisy. It's hard. But if you can find a way to grid out that game five somehow, some way, and it goes back to your home place, which it will at Toronto tonight, I believe. Uh, then all of a sudden you got a lot to play. Then the next two games you got a lot to play for because you're playing tonight to tie the series. And the next game you're playing to win the series if you make it there. I think there's a chance to come back. I really do. Uh, the Nuggets. The, by the way, keep an eye on the Nuggets tonight. That's the game. This is the game that tells you if they have a chance to come back or not. Because the next two games they got stuff to game play for. The last game they had, they had stuff to play for, but tonight they got nothing to play for. Will they come back at the Warriors' place or not? We'll have to see. Uh, I still hit stand by my finals prediction, although Phoenix could be a problem. Dallas and the Bucks. I won't be surprised if that's the Heat and Phoenix or anything like that, or Golden State's going to work their way in there somehow. But I still stand by a prediction. Dallas, oh, I'm sorry, Dallas and the Heat, my bad. Op, Buck, I changed the Heat are looking good. Won't be surprised with this Bucks, but uh, I think a Luka Heat series, that'd be good. That would be an interesting series, especially given their history between the two teams. Uh, playing the finals before, obviously, LeBron, but, man, uh, good time here to do sports, friends. Lots of stuff going on draft tomorrow. Keep an eye on all those stories going on. Uh, man, great stuff, great stuff. 
All right, well, that is going to wrap it up for this episode of Resident Radio. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening to today's episode of Resident Radio. Um, Have a great day. And one more thing before we go, just a quick Bible verse from Romans 15.5 says, Now may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus, that you may with one mind and one mouth glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look, I know um, a lot of times when you kind of look when people look at Christians, um, a lot of the, I don't want to say problem, but a lot of the issues people have with Christians is when they're looking at Christians, and I agree with you, 110%, um, that a lot, Christians aren't all good, there's a lot of hypocrites, everybody, technically we're all hypocrites because we're all sinners, but... There, there are hypocrites. With that being said, that does not mean that Christianity is not true or that you, you shouldn't be a Christian because there are hypocrites. Um, if a scientist, um, or let's just say this, if a math teacher is a hypocrite, does 2 plus 2 still equal 4? And the answer is yes. So, if a church member is a hypocrite, it doesn't mean that Jesus isn't real. Um, and I, I highly encourage you to think about this. Um, you know, people think you have to have a very good person. That's just, that's, that won't work. Because if you're a Corlani, you broke the law, and you, and you stay for the church, you say, you know, I know I, I know I did this and I broke this law but I did this and this but I did this I spent time with the grandmother this so just, just judge will say yeah that's great but you still need to be punished for this the punishment from God is hell and I don't want you to go to hell and he did something for us so we don't gotta help so we don't gotta go to hell and we all know that Jesus died on the cross but I don't think we understand what it means for us what it means is Ten Commandments for God's moral law. We broke his law. Everyone has. For all of sin and fell short of glory of God. That's the Bible verse. And he paid us death and wages. The death sentence for the wages of sin are death. So his fix was, I'm going to come down in human form. That's what Jesus did. That's who Jesus is. Jesus is God. He died on the cross, rose again on the third day. And whoever put their faith in him and repents of their sins can have eternal life. Go to heaven. That sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. Uh, be resurrected from your grave. All you got to do is put your faith in him. Repent, repent of your sins. Put your faith in him. Um, if you want more on this, go to Cross. If you have any questions about God, go to crossexamine.org, crossexamine, Frank Turk. I'm sorry, answer all your questions. Living Waters on YouTube. Feel free to DM me, Red Zone or Underscore Radio. I will pray, I'll be happy to pray for you. Have a great day, everyone. God bless. I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.